Everyone has a choice each day to do something or do nothing. We can easily get absorbed in the things that always seem urgent and make excuses for why we didn't do the things that were actually important. CJ and I have created a habit where we spend time reflecting and thinking about the things that really matter to us. And each quarter we review, modify, delete, and add what we want to accomplish in the next three months. We want to share with you our mindsets on how we approach goal setting and how we keep ourselves focused to completing them. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is CJ Burnett and Tom Seco. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners, and the veterinary community at large across the United States, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of the Smarter Vet Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial receipts, assessments, videos, articles. You can find them all by visiting flvetadvisors.com. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please make sure to share this episode with someone. But if you also have it, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. And if you don't listen to either one of those, just go to our Facebook page and start following us on there. That would be great as well. So as we talked in our last episode, there are categories to help us brainstorm goals. Those categories are spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational, and of course, financial. You got to throw the financial one in there. It always has to be in there. Well, that's why, yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know why, but we made it last because <laughs> it was like, I don't know. I feel like putting it first is like going to be the duh because we're mm-hmm. finance guys talking about finances all the time. So now obviously in these categories, we talked in our last episode where you just want to brain dump a bunch of stuff. On, like just get like whatever you want. What do you want spiritually? What do you want intellectually? What do you want emotionally? And sometimes there are these things that you may want and your, your immediate response when you think about what you want is to recoil. That's probably a good thing when you go, you know what? I really want to do this. And then it, and then it almost feels emotionally upsetting First of all, if it's really, really emotionally upsetting, might want to seek therapy to kind of work through whatever's going on inside. But if it's something that's kind of, you know, kind of recoil, you recoil initially, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bring back PTSD or anything serious, then that's probably a really good place to investigate and kind of explore more about like, why did you recoil? Does it kind of scare you? Because that actually might be a good place to start or maybe explore to find the actual goals that are behind what you want. And so oftentimes, I know, Tom, you and I, we talk about what we, we write down what we want, but then we're like, yeah, but like, how do I put that in form of a goal? It takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of thinking, requires a lot of time. So you have to kind of dedicate, know upfront that you're dedicating a certain amount of time to this, because if, if you don't dedicate the time to do it, then you're probably just going to have regrets later in life. Like, I wish I had done X, Y, Z. And the only reason why you didn't do it is because you thought you didn't have time. Right. And when it comes to goals, you know, one thing that CJ and I always look at ourselves is like, you want to look at all of your goals as a whole for the entire year, 
course, you can look further out. We're going to talk a little bit more specifically at how we go about doing things ourselves. But each quarter, choose one or two of those goals and start working on them. Because if you try to do too much, it's going to it can become a distraction. It can become a lot to try to concentrate on, especially if you have a lot of things happening in your life. And then after the quarter, it's good to always review, modify, delete, add whatever other goals that you want to be working on for the next quarter. So something that was relevant to you three months ago could no longer be relevant. You could have gone the entire quarter and found that this was not something I wanted to do. And and, and one of the reasons why, what do they call them? The uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why no one follows through with those because it's a whole year. Like, I mean, like try to be held accountable to something for a week. That's hard enough, right? right. Let alone to be held accountable for something a whole year. So quarters really, we, we personally kind of narrow them down to, to quarters, maybe even sometimes uh, dailies or monthlies. And so, you know, you, you really want to shorten that time span and only choose one to two goals, which is, which when you only choose one to two, that requires also a lot of prioritization of what do you actually want? And when you have to order those goals that you want in, in, in the form of priority, it really gets you laser, laser focused and really recognizing like what's important to you. And that can gives you, a, gives you a window into what you actually like your own personality and what you actually desire and want. Absolutely. So, so let's take a look at, you know, how, how myself and how CJ, we would go about creating goals. And I, I will tell you just to be incredibly vulnerable with every one of you listening at the moment, five years ago, six years ago, I never used to really look at this close enough. And I, there's a different categories of people where you can go throughout life and just sort of be here and exist. And of course, at the end of the day, it's very easy for us to feel very regretful uh, and feel like we wish we had done something different. And I fall into the category where whenever I would accomplish something, I spent little energy to celebrate or acknowledge my victories. Like no matter how big or small the accomplishment was, I would usually look at it and be like, great. And then I'd always be looking for something else. <laughs> I would be always trying to find that next thing that I could start doing. And I became this person that would always look into the future and it created this level of discontentment for me. So I would keep looking in the future and always looking for something new. And I will say there are times even till this day that I find myself guilty of doing that. And I have to take a step back and humble myself every so often. Otherwise, I can get absorbed into that trap again. And when, when I found Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, I spent a lot of time discovering myself and I learned how to be more content with the day-to-day. And this all really started with the, the aspect of setting goals. Because when I was able to find a way to set goals and be able to get more clarity in my life of what really mattered. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, of is it relevant to me? And is it really that important? Because there can be certain social pressures, there can be different society things that are getting pushed on us that we think that they're important to us. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they're really not that important. And by creating goals, I was able to become a little bit more intentional with what I wanted. And then I could spend more time to celebrate and enjoy those victories along the way. And, and I would say the first place to start, like when I, when we talk about brainstorming and, and thinking about a lot of goals that are out there, I asked myself this question uh, from the very beginning, because I always wanted to visualize myself when I was 85 years old, looking from the future backwards, because I've always been person that, because I look in the future all the time. <laughs> and that's just who I am. And the question I asked myself is, what would I have wanted to accomplish 
or work towards in my life over the course of that time period? Because it allowed for me to at least ground myself to start. Well, and like, I think going back to even how I grew up, like I, I grew up with an older, with a lot of older people in my family. Death was around me a lot. I mean, I've, I've lost a lot of people. I even like, I even lost my dad at 18 when I was 18. So I had a childhood that really saw a lot of the things that happened at the end of life. And going back to kind of that question that you asked yourself, like, okay, when I'm 85, looking back on my life, what do I want to have seen happen, right? What do I want to say I accomplished or work towards or what kind of, what do my relationships look like or what have, had they look like really gets down to the, the core of recognizing what we as individuals would want. Cause what, what my, my answers are probably going to be different than yours. Like you and I probably have the same shared goal of having strong relationships, but how those strong relationships unfolded or who those strong relationships are with are going to be different. So when it came to really, you know, asking that question of like, hey, look, I'm, I'm 85. What do I want to have want to have done in my life throughout the course from where I'm at now until that point? I, I opened up a, my Google Drive and I created a Word document in it. And I felt like that was one of the best places to start because we talk a lot about writing things down. And the Google Drive was very easy to access on my phone, is access easy to access on my computer. And all of those categories that we listed at the very beginning of this episode, plus I have some more that I've created in mine. And I just started brain dumping in every single category, like whatever I could think of that seemed of interest or something that I wanted to accomplish along the way. And it, it, they weren't very sexy at the time. Like it was just things that I just blurted on a page. <laughs> um, and then after brain dumping, I, want, I started to look at the current year and, and the next year and the year after and fast forwarding in, in gaps of five, 10, 15, 20 years of like, what are things that I just want to start doing? And of course, it's so far out at times to even think about that. But again, my mentality, just I need to visualize something further out. And if things don't transpire the way that I exactly envision them, that's okay. It's perfectly fine. But at least I'm working towards something. And this document has followed me for the last few years. Like as I've sat down and I've written down what I want to do this year and next year, I was actually just looking at it a few weeks ago. And uh, what I would do is I would review them. I would add stuff, I would modify, I would delete at the end of each year just to make sure, is this relevant? Is there something new that popped on my radar? So then I had a place that I constantly kept referring to. Well, and, it, and it's funny because as I'm listening to you talk about more of your process, I'm, I'm recognizing how different we can go about doing these things and still end up in the same spot because like, I, I, don't, I don't think I hardly think about 10 years from now. Like I just don't. I I think for a while there I did, but then the the more I kind of looked at ten years from now, what I what I what I visioned ten years from now, the more I saw that I couldn't predict the next one year as much, right? And so I I kind of I really probably don't think beyond three years for me, just because I think things change so much, and I change so much from year to year that I just know that if I focus on the short term, the long the long term usually will take care of itself because it you know if we're if we're focusing on how to take care of the things that really matter to us in the short term. For me, I, I can I can see how I don't need to spend too much time thinking about 10 years or 20 years or 30 years from now, what I want those things to look like. Because, you know, I, I have dreams, I think about them, I just don't necessarily write those down. Those don't make it to my list. I also grab a Word document, I brain dump, I narrow down the actions that I need to take 
And then I use the full focus planner to boil things down from where I have and, and where, where I'm at now and what the next steps are going to be using the smarter, the S-M-A-R-T-E-R platform. And if you want to Google, if you're listening to this episode, you want to Google smarter goals by Michael Hyatt. He's, he goes through like, you know, each one of the, the, what each one, each, each letter stands for the S-M-A-R-T-E-R. But I think whenever I, whenever I boil them down and I start looking at my goals and I start uh, applying the smarter mentality to that, then I can even modify the goals that I had to meet the smarter criteria. And then, and then from there, you know, I, I, I will tell, I will say that I don't think too much about realistic things that usually go with goals that are just out. I, I usually almost always will look at goals that are outside of my reach. I tend to live with my head in the clouds I hear that from pretty much everyone I know because like I'll make a statement or say, Hey, we can do this big thing. And everyone's like, what? No, like, uh, like it freaks everyone out and that's okay. I've recognized that sometimes like I, I can just say, Hey, I think we can do this big ginormous thing. Even though everyone else in the room is going, I don't see how that's possible. I know I myself go, well, I, I think it is. Let's, let's go ahead and try it. Let's go ahead and write it down make it something that we go after. And Hey, if we don't hit it, we don't hit it. Whatever. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't beat ourselves too much over not and not actually accomplishing our goals, right? Our goals are just something to aim towards. They shouldn't I they shouldn't necessarily be built inside my identity so much that I am I, I consider myself a failure if I don't hit them, right? Which then allows me the freedom to live in the clouds. If you haven't done it since the last episode, which is probably most of you and we know it. Spend 30 minutes dreaming of the life you would live if money was no longer an issue. What would you do with your time? Share what you discover with a friend or send it to us directly through our website. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to know if every day you woke up and bills were no longer an issue. How would you spend your time? So each quarter, as you narrow down your goals and as we're looking at defining what we want, what we're looking to accomplish, it's good to select one to three goals and be incredibly deliberate about them, like almost obsessive, because when you can choose one or two goals, you can make them like in your focal point to make sure I'm going to get these done. Uh, and this can be looking back at your full focus planner each week, reviewing the goal pages inside. Um, you know, I, I do this all the time where I block out time to just make sure I'm reflecting on, am I making progress towards them? And I, I think the biggest thing is that like when I'm looking at my goals, if I can look back at my planner very often in the pages that I've created, then I'm able to sit here and say, Hey, uh, am I living true to them? And is this still important to me? And how far am I making with my progress? Now, when we talk about how we've looked at our goals lately, like I know that uh, over the last year, uh, as, as even me personally have kind of looked at therapy, gone to therapy. Uh, I think that's, they, I, I kind of went not really knowing why I was going. It was just like, Hey, like I hear other people go to therapy. I think maybe I need to go to therapy. I did lose my dad when I was 18. Like maybe there's something, I don't know, unresolved there. And what I've noticed is that therapy has been a source of the goals that I've come up with lately. Like this year, these goals in 2023, they've, they're mostly goals to create ways of having more fun in my marriage, seeking ways to provide leadership coaching to my daughter, as well as spending more time in prayer and recognizing the needs of the people around me. 
And so, you know, whereas my, my goals in the past have been very much so about like accomplishments or things like awards that I wanted or, or thing like certain type of income that I needed or whatever that was right over time, those have changed even this year where they're almost more relational and almost kind of that mentalities that I want to start shifting. And then from there, I was able to narrow down specific, measurable, action uh, oriented, time keyed uh, things that within those realms to come up with. Now, business goals also exist, but those are completely secondary to me this quarter. Tom and I have done a pretty good job at creating processes these last few years that make business goals kind of automatically happen for us. Uh, I mean, they're, they're still there, but they're not, they don't require a lot of intended focus for us on a day-to-day basis because we already have things on our calendar. We already have systems in place for, for those habits to be already uh, there that those, the habits are going to create the, 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 the ending result of those goals anyway. And historically, I would say that it's, it's taken me about five quarters to make something part of my lifestyle and keep it. Like, um, I think of my, my diet, my diet was part of something that I changed, but it took me about five quarters of particular type of dietary goals before now my diet became pretty established and set. And now it's part of my lifestyle. At one point I wanted, I I know Tom, you remember when I was like 125 pounds, right. And five, five, seven, five foot seven, uh, I was incredibly skinny, but, um, I wasn't healthy. And so I made exercising a part of like that, that routine, or I tried to make it, I had goals as far as gaining weight and making sure that I exercised, had, had goals that were specifically around those. And so when I set out to make even working out part of my lifestyle, I know I, I did need help from other people. I, I did get to a spot where I'm like, I can't do this on my own. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the, uh, the ability to know exactly what I need to do in the gym. So I signed up for a particular type of program online, uh, Athlete X, if anyone's curious, and I needed some incentive to keep me motivated. So I started creating parameters in my life that kept the goal in front of me, kept me motivated, kept me uh, kind of remembering why I was doing it. And so, you know, kind of looking back in history, when I look at how, how, how long did it take me to make something a habit? Five quarters. That's a year and three months on average before something really became part of my lifestyle. Now, I was able to adjust my mindset to the point where I feel I am able to understand my wife on a deeper level than I ever could. Um, this is something that I continue to work on, but has mostly been accomplished through spending intentional time with her and asking her questions that I got from books and things that I found online. It's also come after four years of creating small things that would bring me to this point. So, you know, that was something that I think when I first started setting goals, it was like, well, I want to have a better relationship with my wife, but like, what is that? look like? And then, you know, day to day, week to week, like, how does that manifest itself? And then I'm able to boil down like the goals that I see relationship goals. And then I'm able to go, okay, well, what do I have control over in order to make sure that that works? And man, men, for all of you men out there, I got great news. We don't have to understand women. We just have to understand the one we're with. Okay. Fantastic news. I always love that, that piece of advice. Whenever I first got it, whenever I was first thinking about that particular area of my life. And I found a few different ways to spend time with my daughter and get a better understanding of how she thinks as well. 
Uh, parental goals were a huge thing in the past for me that have, they, they still are, but they're shifting. And there's definitely a much, much different mindset to how I'm approaching these things. So I hope this helps at least give some context to not only how I've, how I'm approaching things now and for the future, but also how they've happened for me in the past and how I've been able to kind of use some of these protocols, some of these thought processes in order to accomplish some things. Look, we, we care about you and we hope you've gotten some enlightenment from this episode. Uh, we'd love to hear about one of your goals that you have during this next quarter. And it could be as simple as going to our website and sending us a, a mention through our contact form. We'd love to just hear about it. Or if you want to comment on one of the posts from this episode on Facebook, we'd also love to hear through there. If you have enjoyed this episode as much as we have, please text and share this episode with one to two people that you care about in your life. You might change their life and have a huge impact to them. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by park avenue securities guardian or florida veterinary advisors and opinions stated are their own this material is intended for general use by providing the content park avenue securities llc and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity all investments contain risk and may lose value past performance is not a guarantee of future results the individuals associated with florida veterinary advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals florida veterinary advisors is not registered in any state or with the u.s Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Commission number 2023-148736 expires January of 2025.